1: Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. And you're listening to Inside
0: Supercars from the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars.
1: Well, joining us on the line after a very successful Sandown Sprint round is David Couchy. And David, congratulations! What a performance it was over the weekend. I've likened it to uh, the Justice League Sandown Cup. <laughs> yeah,
0: look, it was um, it was it was definitely a, a good weekend um, for not just Car ninety seven, but also Car eighty eight. Um, you know, and in terms from the ninety seven point of view, I mean. Yeah, it was. It was always. It was going to be questionable whether he was uh, even able to drive. Um, so to come away from the weekend with um, two pole positions and a, and a race uh, and three race wins is, um, yeah, fairly unbelievable. I don't think it's quite sunk in um, just yet. Um, but I'm just um, unbelievably proud of um, Shane and what he did over the last two weeks since he had his uh, mountain biking accident. Um, He's been, you know, basically 100% committed to getting back in the car um, at uh, at Sandown, uh, and he just did everything in his power um, to to make sure that that happened. And and obviously he had lots of help from from various people um, inside and outside the team. So um, yeah, I just couldn't be happier for for him um, and um, and for you know for everything that uh, everybody did for him. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, exceptional um, outcome.
1: On Saturday, he had a lot of speed, even straight out of the box when everyone was going, will he or won't he drive? He's setting fastest laps and so on. But yeah. when you qualify 17th, what are you what are you thinking? And then what do you do to the car when you know you're that deep in the pack?
0: yeah um yeah qualifying definitely on Saturday didn't go didn't go to plan um we we felt like we were you know we were better than 17th I think um didn't quite get the car right um you know I think it was probably more the car than than Shane we just um weren't able to extract extract the lap time out that um that we needed in the in the in the time that we had so um that was very disappointing um but we sort of knew that we had a a strong race car um so we you know just didn't just didn't drop our heads basically we just um kept on um you know we knew that we were we had something to work with so we just had to make sure that we um maximized um maximized the result uh, the race result regardless of the poor qualifying performance um so yeah and look i think um i think we read the race well um, in terms of what was going on in front, um, you know, Chaz pitted early, and then the um, winner bottom, Jamie and um, and Waters, they ended up running a sort of fairly long strategy as well. Um, but yeah, it sort of played into our hands when Chaz started bringing them all back as he started to. Um, Hit some sort of tie deg so that sort of played in our hands, and we all and we turned up with, um, you know, six lap fresher tyres than um, those those guys in front. Oh, sorry, compared to Jamie, um, Jamie and Waters at that point, um, and Winterbottom, bottom. So, yeah, look, it all it all went to plan, and obviously Shane is exceptional. Um, exceptional when it comes to pulling off moves, um, like like he did. Um, probably not many people in the field can do that,
1: and. 17th, the 1st, it is a record in uh, the uh, Touring Car Championship supercars. But do you have to uh, run the car differently when you're back in the pack like that? Do you have to open it up because you're following more or change the balance a bit?
0: Yeah, look, we sort of had an idea of how we wanted to run the race going in. So, yeah, definitely you adjust the setup and the... um, yeah, and various other things to, to suit, and and the way that you know Shane approaches the, the the stints, and um you know you have to sort of keep that in mind. So, um, but you know we, we we were willing to adapt on the fly sort of uh, as well. So um, yeah, look, it's definitely something that that you have to um that you have to consider going into the race. Um, and yeah, like I said, it just definitely um, you know and. Shane Shane obviously did an exceptional job. Once once the um, the green light uh, or once the red lights go out, um, it was pretty much up to him. Um, just the rest of it, you know, the boys executed an exceptional pit stop, um, and then the rest was basically left to him to to sort it out, which he, which he did.
1: Now, did you have to make many allowances and many changes for his collarbone condition?
0: yeah we did um we had to change um quite a few of the ergonomics in the car um just to try and um, relieve some of the stress on his on his shoulder um so we also made a few mechanical changes um to reduce um steering loads and things like that for him so yeah we did change the car i'm going to say quite significantly um to make it work um but yeah it was uh, yeah, all, all all worked out for us.
1: Would any of those changes perhaps be something you'll continue going forward?
0: Um, no, I think I think you know now. Just we're still you know he's, he's road to recovery. He's not he's he's still not a hundred percent. So we still have to monitor. We have to take the next few weeks, um, you know, pretty seriously still, as, as serious as we took the last two weeks um, leading into. Um, Sandown, you know, the next two weeks leading into Tasmania are going to be just as critical. So we'll wait to see how he, um, you know, recovers. He's seeing the surgeon um, at the moment, so he'll we'll see how he's um, recovered and the in- from the weekend and what impact the weekend has had on his recovery. Um, and then we'll make a few calls later next week on what we need to keep in the car and and what we need to, and what we can revert back.
1: What I'm interested in, though, is. Shane at Bathurst said, these cars are undrivable when you're close behind. You know, Couchy and the strategy was how I won the first race of the year at Bathurst. How (laughs) do you go from a car that's unpassable, undrivable close, three weeks later, to carving up the field? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think I think Shane's giving me a little bit too much credit there, but um, you know he uh, he's still the one that has to pedal it around and and um, drive it as, drive it as fast as he does. But um, look, the the sand down circuit definitely um, plays into the hand of some passing because there is some tire degs. So, I mean, Bathurst the issue with Bathurst is there's um, it's the it's the harder tire, um, so there's less tire degradation. Um, and it's a much more faster-flowing circuit. So, yeah, absolutely, Bathurst is a very, very difficult um, track to pass, and now even, you know, even though it's got a big long straight, the straight-line performance between the cars now is all very, very close. So, yeah, Bathurst is, is very tricky. But Sandown, it's got um, much more low-speed corners, so big, big drive corners like Turn 4 leading onto to long straights, um and then and it's also got tyre degradation so running on the soft tyre where we see more more tyre deg so mechanical setup plays a you know i mean call it a I guess you could say a much bigger role um at, at those circuits so and you start to see a few differences in car setup and car performance so that plays into the hand of sort of passing you know unfortunately we want to make the cars closer and closer, um, you know, and you know, more control parts, more, um, you know, tighter rules. But when the cars get more and more the same, then it's harder for there to be difference. You know, differences in performance in cars is is what sort of creates creates passing as well. There's 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 more to it than just that, but um, and but that is definitely a part of it, and that's what we sort of started to see at Sandown, um, and that's what um, allowed us to you know, to pass a, we were probably out of position. Like again, I, I, I think the car was better than P 17 sort of thing as in the race car was better than P 17 as, as we showed. Um, so the fact that you had, a, a you know, a, a car that was definitely worthy of, you know, at least a top five call it, um, sitting in, um, sitting in P 17, that also helped us, you know, come through the field. And, um, and then the rest was a bit of magic from, from Shane. But,
1: that's all very well to say the car's better than P17. But we're talking about, and I don't know exactly, you probably do know what P1 to P17 was, but it was within that tenth of a second, maybe a little bit more. So, like, a tenth of a second is nothing.
0: All the cars are better than P17. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and that's and that's exactly and, and and that's exactly the thing is that you know you only have to be a tenth off in qualifying, and it can be the difference between certainly being in the top ten or the top five um, and being in P17, and that's what we saw in qualifying. You know, I think yeah, I think we were there, there was uh, we did an eighteen-two, and I think there was I, I don't quote me on this, you'd have to double check, but there must have been seven or, or more cars on an eighteen-two, um, and you know so. It was, you know, absolutely nothing. And then, had we made it into the top ten, then, you know, you have another lap, you have another chance to to dial in the car, um, and you have another go. And 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 maybe we would have, you know, had a, uh, you know, uh, you qualified very differently, obviously. So, um, but yeah, look, the cars are just so close, and the, and the drivers and, and teams, the the level this year is, you know, it just keeps it just keeps getting better. Like, there's there's no question about it. There's so many so many good cars, so many good drivers and teams, you know, everyone's doing it, everyone's up their pit stop performance. So there's absolutely nothing, nothing in everything these days. So you only have to be off by a tiny amount and it could be anything from, you know, the engineer timing the session wrong um, the setup being slightly out to the driver making a mistake at one corner and that can be the difference between making that um, vital um, qualifying part three or sitting out in p17 like we were
1: did you like that format
0: um look yeah i don't mind that format i think it's good that now that there's all the cars in in qualifying part one i never used to like it when practice um would count for qualifying because i think that um that that was a bit unfair and actually disadvantaged some of the, call it, um, you know, the teams that had to then run in qualifying part one and teams and drivers that had to run in qualifying part one, they were disadvantaged already because they already had to use up an extra set of tyres just to make it to qualifying part two. So I think now it's great because you have every single car in qualifying part one. Everyone's got the exact same tyres available to use, um, and you see all every single car out there in qualifying, which is in that in that first session, which is what you want to see. You know, whereas previously, the top you know the top ten guys from practice, you don't see them out in qualifying part one, which I, I think was wrong. So now I, I quite like the way. The qualifying um, format is this year in terms of that three-part quality. Mm.
1: But we do see the tracks going to be jammed when you get to Tassie.
0: Yeah, look, that is that is a factor, and that that is only a factor at an, at a couple of circuits, and one of them is Tassie, and the other ones Perth. So, um, but but there is um, there is they they are going to address that, but they're going to address that in a different way, um, and not by and still not use the, the practice um, the practice times.
1: Mm. So. Now- now, moving moving ahead, or actually moving back, when you saw this calendar come out and the 2021 calendar goes Bathurst, Sandown, Tassie and the Bend, were you licking yep. your lips? Because they're tracks that you've done and the team has done extremely well on recently.
0: Yeah, look, definitely. I mean, um, the, again, the, the way the championship is these days, you, you you literally cannot afford to have a, you know, a bad... A bad weekend uh, um, so you need to be strong at, at every single circuit and I think that's certainly one thing that last year um, full credit to, to the, the Penske guys and Scott McLaughlin like they just did exceptionally well at you know they turned up to every single circuit whether it was a street circuit you know a, a flowy fast circuit like the Bend or Bathurst and, and they were always fast you know particularly in particularly in qualifying and they were always they were always on those front two rows and that's that's what you need to do um to to put together a you know to be at the end of the year and and be in the hunt for the championship so that's what we need to make sure we didn't do a very good job of that last year and that's what we're trying to address this year is to is to make sure that we we consistently um consistently up the front um in all um at any at every single circuit so yeah look that definitely um you know sand down we had we didn't go there last year so but the last time we were there we knew we had we had two quick cars and you know jamie ended up winning shane shane was there um until he had a, a mechanical failure so um yeah look it's 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 good we haven't been, we didn't go to tassie last year either so um but shane won the last race there um from memory so again you know we we feel like um, you know, we're, we're happy to be going back there, but um, you know, we still got to get the job done, and we can't can't afford to um, rest on our laurels at all. And um, you know, because we know the competition's not not going to uh, they're not going to be going any slower. They're going to be working just as hard to make sure they they catch up to us.
1: Mm. Now you're working still through the process of getting to know Shane. Is it significantly yep. different the process you're using than when you took over from Dado with Jamie?
0: Oh yeah, without question, I'm a lot more experienced. Um, when I when I took over from Duto, I, I had zero, you know, pretty much zero race engineering experience, so that was absolutely very very different. Um, but now I'm, you know, uh, I've been doing it, doing a few yeah, you know, race engineering, Jamie, since 2014 now. So um, you know, so I've got I've got plenty of experience under my belt. So yeah, it definitely is different, and I've worked with, yeah, you know, I've I've been alongside. Shane's, you know, since he's been at Triple Eight, not not directly race engineering, engineering him, but um, but you know, we've definitely worked worked together. So yeah, it is it is different, and it it's been, you know, I guess you could say smoother. But it, there's still things that we're still learning about each other and still building our relationship um, without question. So look, the, the positive, good thing about that is, I feel there is more to come um, for me and Shane um, as a, as a sort of partnership.
1: I always find the driver management side of the business quite interesting and do you think you approach the way you deal with a driver be it Shane or even if there was a completely new driver do you think the way you go about managing how you build the relationship and then how you manage them into the car is significantly different or has significantly changed over that period of what is it now eight years yeah um yeah
0: like (laughs) I think I think every I mean obviously every driver's different they've all got different personalities and different traits and they all you know they they do call it want slightly different things from the car as well you know their their driving styles are all um are all slightly different um and and there are differences between what things that Jamie wants compared to what what Shane wants from the car um at different times you know so some circuits the cars are are very very close in terms of their setup other circuits they're, they're further away from each other and sometimes even when they're further away from each other, that you know, it doesn't the just because the setup's different doesn't mean that the end lap time's different. So it's just because the driver wants um, you know, achieves the lap time in a different way. So I think it's just learning that. Um, you know, learning what in more detail what, what Shane needs out of the car for him to be able to extract the most performance out of it. Um so there's there's things like that. Um but I mean in terms of, um, you know, the way we approach the weekend and our processes and procedures, um, you know, nothing there's really changed for me. I still approach, I still approach the weekend in the same way, and I still, um, you know, call it, um, ask of Shane the same things that I sort of used to ask of Jamie. So um, from that perspective, it's fairly similar.
1: Now, what do you think will be the the challenges? And what are you looking forward? What sort of challenges are you looking forward to as the season progresses?
0: Um, well, oh, I mean, <laughs> challenges like it's 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 the challenge of of consistently perform. Like I was touching on before, it's it's being consistent at every single event. You know, that's that's for me. That's the that's the ultimate. You know, it's um, it's not about winning. You know, one race here and there. It's it's about. Turning up to every single circuit and being being competitive, being able to in a position where you can potentially win the race, you know. Um, and then you know, there's going to be times when you have to say, look, no, this this weekend we're we're not quite there, and we need to accept a a P3 or a, or, a, or a top five or whatever it might be. But that's you know, that's that's my certainly my goal for this year is to is to make sure that we're always in that. In that top five and not to be having weekends where we're um come out of it you know with a with a p with a with a p17 (laughs) so um because that's what we need to do we know that that's what we need to do to to end up um with what we want at the end of the year
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's so it sounds like there's not one thing a track or race that you're particularly looking forward to because you've set your sights on the end goal
0: yeah. No, look, I mean, for me, it's, it is, it is all about the end goal. Um, and you look the, the way to achieve the end goal is to, is to just win as many races as possible along the way. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I, look for me, it, it's, it's, it is definitely refreshing, you know, working with Shane. It's, it's like, a it, even though I'm in, still in the same team, it's, it is like a, it's a new, it's, it's all new. It feels all new. So, Every every time I go to a circuit now, it's it feels it feels fresh, it it feels different. Um, so I'm um, I'm I'm just ex- you know I'm, I'm excited about going about going racing. Not that I not that I wasn't last year or any of the other years, but it's just a, it's it's an exciting um, feeling, um, you know, going there um, and, and working with Shane.
1: Now I know you're working on the Gen Three project. So what's the one engineering challenge? That you hope Gen Three provides in 2022 and beyond.
0: Look, I hope I hope we just produce a car that is still, um, you know, as entertaining as, as the current cars. Um, so we still see um, that is, you know, still still a, call it a challenge to drive. I mean, and, and still looks looks um, impressive on track. I think our cars look good on track when they're when they're on the limit. They they look impressive, you know, um, they sound good. They, they, they look good. And I think, um, there's no reason why the gen three car shouldn't be, you know, look even better than these cars and, and sound as good or better as the current cars. So I hope we keep that, um, that real, you know, when you're at the racetrack and you see these things and hear these things, that it makes the um, hairs on your arm stand up, like like these ones, um, like these ones currently do. Um, I, so I hope and, and and that we can just, you know maintain or, or certainly improve the, the quality of of racing and make sure that in um in five years time we've still got a grid of twenty six plus cars um, you know, on the grid. And that's and that's what we're trying to achieve with these cars is, is make sure that we can all still go racing Um, for you know, in the long term, um, and make sure that the end product, you know, and that people still want to come out to the racetrack and watch them, and still want to turn on their TVs and and watch these guys race around. So that's um, that's the goal.
1: There has been talk about making the cars harder to drive and and taking the engineer out of them. As an engineer, what do you think when you hear that sort of comments being thrown around?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely the the Gen Three car. There's going to be less. Less freedoms again for engineers from a design perspective. Um, so we're not going to be able to design, you know, our own front front uprights and roll bars and little gadgets and widgets here and there. So that that's definitely a negative for me um, as an engineer, um, where you know, and, and for Triple Eight Race Engineering, where you know, a big part of our DNA is is, is design. Um, so that's yeah, for me, that's a negative, definitely. Um, you know, I, you're still going to need a, you know, an exceptional driver. You're still going to need exceptional team to to be able to to win um, win races and win championships. I don't think that will ever. I don't think that will ever change in in any sport. You know what I mean? No matter how how much you restrict the rules and had salary caps and you know budget whatever it might be, um, it comes down to the people. That, that operate um, operate these machines and and um, and that's always gonna be an important factor. So you're still gonna to have to have an exceptional bunch of guys and girls to go racing, um, whether they be mechanics, engineers, you know, the guy, the, the commercial guy that gets the, the dollars in the door, all those things are still gonna be critical um, no matter what.
1: Mm. Well, Couchy, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. It's always a, an interesting chat and I look forward to seeing how Everything rolls out when you're down there in Tassie and we'll see how uh, five wins in a row. It is a a record-equalling affair and it sounds like you have got the bit between your teeth to
0: get it on your own right. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season as well. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.